Hey, it's DG, and I want to send you a ton of free marketing stuff right to your door or your inbox, whatever you want. I'm serious because, look, we know how it is. One of my favorite things about doing marketing at Drift is that we are all marketers just like you. So we're marketers doing marketing to marketers. It's crazy. And one thing we know that in the B2B world, there's so much content out there. It can be hard to figure out what to read and who to trust if you're looking to grow your business. And so we put together something that I call the ultimate conversational marketing starter kit. We asked our top customers, literally turned to them and said, what resources would you give to somebody new to Drift and conversational marketing? And we're packaging all that up to send right to your door for the first time for free. So that means I will send you a copy of the book I wrote with my boss, our CEO, David Can on conversational marketing. This book was an instant number one new release on Amazon in three categories, and it's already sold 10,000 plus copies to date. I'll literally send you the actual 262-page hardcover book right to your door. Also, we'll send you This Won't Scale, a digital copy of our very popular book, This Won't Scale, which is a book we wrote as a marketing team about how we do marketing at Drift. It's 110 pages. It's only been available as a hard copy, but we're making it available digitally for the first time as part of this offer. We'll also send you the Modern Marketers Playbook. You'll get a digital copy of our Modern Marketers Playbook, which is a guide we wrote with strategic insights from 35 of today's most influential marketing leaders from companies like Slack, LinkedIn, Okta, Vimeo, and more. We'll also give you the Conversational Marketing Blueprint, which is the best next step after you read the Conversational Marketing book. And it gives you a step-by-step guide for implementing and optimizing conversational marketing for your business and... It's not over. The conversational sales handbook. This is the guide you're going to need to give to your sales team to build your conversational sales strategy, aka what you do after you take everything you've learned in the book and the blueprint. All you have to do is visit drift.com slash starter and grab all this stuff right now. That's starter, S-T-A-R-T-E-R. I tried to have no Boston accent on that. Drift.com slash starter. We'll send everything right to your door or we'll literally uh, just send an email if you prefer that, okay? Drift.com slash starter, and I will see you hopefully there. Hey everybody, it's DG, and on this episode of The Swipe File, I'm gonna share with you the 10 things, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, the 10 things that have helped make me a better marketer. All right, so a little while ago, I wrote this post on LinkedIn and I was I was just kind of like reflecting. I've been trying to, I thought I'm growing. I've been trying to reflect a little bit more because I think my personality is just go, 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 ah, and it's crazy. And so I've been trying to like be a little bit more, what's the word, introspective. Don't correct me on my grammar. If you know anything about me, grammar is not my thing. I make it up as I go. But I've been trying to reflect a little bit more and I was thinking about what are the things that have had the biggest impact on my career and have made me a better marketer? Now, this is not, I'm not talking about as a leader or hiring or any of that stuff. I'm talking about an actual marketer, like an actual, I'm touching things, I'm writing, I'm moving stuff around. And so I wanted to do a a podcast episode on that. I'm going to break down all all 10 for you right now, okay? Because LinkedIn, the limit is, I wrote this on LinkedIn and it was crazy. This post has, I'm looking at it right now. This post has 809 likes, 86 comments, and it's been viewed 58,728 times. So if I could get like a 10th of those people to come and listen to this episode, it'd be amazing. So I want to break down, I want to just add more value than that post. And I want to A, share all 10 with you, but then go a little bit deeper on everyone. Okay. So number one is copywriting. 
Copywriting is hands down, I think, the most important skill in marketing today. It's probably always been the most important skill in marketing, but it's the one thing that we have kind of lost, right? Because marketing is all about technology and tools and funnels and spreadsheets and all that stuff, which is great. But through that, we've really lost the art of copywriting. And me, I used to like forget this too. And and I never thought it was important. The reason why is because I thought that, oh, I can write. Like I've always been able to write. I've always been able to write good emails, papers, whatever, right? Although in in high school and college, I did that trick where like if the teacher said, we need a three-page double-space paper, I would do like five spaces. So like, because they never really measured it. So I'd do five spaces and then really quickly I could get to two, three pages. Anyway, copywriting, I used to just throw it away because I used to think, oh, that's just words, right? And now that I've realized like words are everything. And so it's not just words, words impact everything. You could have the best offer for an ad in the world, but if the copy on that ad is not good, no one's gonna see it and click on it. You could write the best blog post of your life, but if you can't write a good headline for that, right, nobody is actually gonna see it and look at it because there's so much noise out there. So number one thing is like copywriting. This is a skill that I am still working on today. I actually, this is where I spend most of my time at Drift. I don't know if I've ever shared this part publicly, but like most of the actual marketing doing that I'm doing today is actually writing copy for our website, for emails, for landing pages, for everything. So copywriting. Number two is learn the six principles of influence. This is, we could probably be like one of the greatest books about marketing all time, which is a book called Influence by Dr. Robert Cialdini. He's a social psychologist And it is unbelievable how many marketers I meet and talk to that have not read this book. Every year I do a guest lecture at Harvard Business School. And one of the first questions I ask people in that conversation is, how many of you have read the book Influenced by Robert Cialdini? And we're we're at the best business school in the world, right? Stanford people might disagree, MIT, whatever. I didn't go to business school. Harvard's pretty good, okay? Nobody raises their hand. Maybe one person has raised their hand and read that book. So this book can be a competitive advantage for you if you pick it up and read it. And so Cialdini has six principles. I'm not gonna go through all of them right here, but those are basically six principles that guide how humans, people like you and me, right? How we act and how we think. Things like, the importance of social proof, right? Social proof in your marketing. Social proof meaning like who like me is also doing this thing or reciprocity, the act of reciprocity. People are more likely to give something if they get something first, even if they didn't want that. And so it's the reason why like people on the streets or in the mall are trying to give you a free sample because they think that if they give you a free sample, you will then come into your store. So there's all these elements that make people make decisions and act that you can use to help guide your marketing. And in this post, I said, no one has had a bigger impact on my marketing than Cialdini. And I really believe that because that helped me really put social psychology first, as opposed to all of the tools and technology that come in marketing. Number three is empathy. So empathy, I think, is the most underrated skill in marketing today. And the reason why is because like, I think about, the number one thing I think about, I actually don't, this is, don't take this advice the wrong way, but I actually never think about our customers when I'm writing something. (laughs) I think about me first. Selfishly, I think about myself and I think about I'm a marketer who's doing marketing to marketers, right? Would I go to this webinar? Would I like take an hour out of my day and go to this webinar? Hell no. Okay, well then I'm not gonna do that webinar or I'm gonna come up with a different hook and title for it. Would I actually listen to this podcast? Would I get value out of it? If no, then like don't do it or make it in a way that you can. So I think a lot of times as marketers, we forget 
like what stuff actually motivates and influences us. And we just kind of like come to work and we're like, I gotta make a blog post, I gotta do a webinar. How often do you actually think like, would I actually spend my time doing this? So I always ask myself like, would I even respond to this email if somebody's trying to sell me? And I try to use that to guide everything that I do in marketing. Number four is sales. Like, I think this is the one thing that marketers talk about all the time. Every marketer talks about, you gotta have a great relationship with sales and marketing is about driving revenue, blah, 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 blah. But how many marketers out there have actually sold? I'm talking about get on the phone and actually try to help take someone's money. It's freaking hard, right? But not only is it hard, but there is no better way to learn if your pitch actually works or not. And so one thing that I try to do regularly is actually get on sales calls with our sales team, not just to be a a listener, but to actually participate and actually have to try to sell and close and make an ask. Because it's one thing, I think so many marketers do this. We got to go create sales collateral whatever that means, right? So I make a PDF or I make a deck and then I kick it over to the sales team. I'm like, here, you asked for messaging versus our competitors, here it is. But that doesn't actually help, right? You don't even know if that actually works. And so the only way to ultimately test that messaging is to get on a call and actually help sell. So the thing that I said in my post is wanna see if your pitch works, try it for real, right? Try actually using it versus just kicking it over the wall to sales as a PDF. Number five is being real. Like this is why we do so much with audio and video and real faces through our marketing at Drift because like everybody in life, nobody in the world wants to be marketed to. And even if you're saying yes, I don't believe you, right? So we all kind of have this like don't BS me filter that goes up, right? Or don't market to me. And the easiest way to get around that filter or get through that filter is to be real and to be authentic and to be human, right? We're all people. And so if I can show you my face and let you know that I sometimes stutter and I sometimes pick my nose on videos and I'm a real person just like you, right? That's the ultimate way to disarm somebody that you're trying to sell something to. So always try to be real. So I really don't care if I'm making a video and I screw up or I write something and I make a typo. It doesn't mean that I do it on purpose and I'm sloppy, but I care more about letting you know that I'm a real person who's doing marketing than try to like, you know, be this perfect brand to the world. Number six is consistency. Consistency is the one lesson that I keep learning every time. I've actually learned it with this podcast in the past. So last summer, I started this podcast, The Swipe File. We didn't call it The Swipe File yet. We just called it like The Marketing Podcast. And I did it for a couple episodes and the response was good, but then I stopped doing it. And then it died, right? And I've done this with so many channels, with video, with audio, with blogging, right? Everybody wants to find this magic bullet. And the reason I quit was because I did five episodes and it didn't really like blow up. But go back and look at any great thing, right? It always starts with consistency. If you want to build an audience, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to start a YouTube channel, if you want to start an Instagram account, you have to be consistent, right? Consistency is the only hack that I found for building an audience. So you have to commit to creating regularly and stick with it. This might take months and sometimes it even takes years. One of my favorite people is a guy named Casey Neistat who, who's a, a YouTube sensation, right? Makes videos, he's amazing. He made videos on YouTube forever before he really blew up, right? So consistency is key. You have to be in it for the long game, but also know that the payback is always worth it. Now that like we have this thing and it's real and it exists, the payback is amazing because you've invested, you've made this thing. It didn't really cost you any money other than your time, right? You're not spending on ads to do it. So consistency is one of the top things you can do to actually build an audience. Number seven is speed. Speed is so important. I was lucky enough to meet the CMO of Facebook last year. He now left and did a bunch of other things. But 
in that interview, in that meeting, we asked him, we said, what are the traits of the best marketers? And he had this one line that has stuck with me since then. He said, the best marketers in the world are able to learn faster than the competition. And that line is so good because think about it, right? If I can learn faster as a marketer than what my competitors are doing, then I can get to ideas faster. Oh, events don't work for us. Okay, great. Let's kill events and go try this thing, right? Speed is like one of the only secrets in marketing. And also the creative process, like so much of marketing is creativity today. The creative process like takes a hundred bad ideas to get to that one good one. You don't just roll out of bed and have the money idea and have that perfect idea. You have to create, you need reps and sets. Like as we talked about a lot on our podcast, Seeking Wisdom, you have to be able to create a lot. So if I think about I've written 100 blog posts and maybe only two of them are very good, right? That's what it takes. You have to get the bad ideas out of your system. You have to almost like expel them from your body, right? So write 100 bad headlines to get that one good one. And that's why speed is so important. The faster you move, the faster you can learn. Number eight is creating demand. I did a podcast episode on this earlier, but this whole concept of like, if you build it, they will come is terrible advice. The whole concept of like, if we just build a product that people love, it's gonna grow is terrible advice. The way that I try to do things is get people to come and then you can build it. Because if you do it that way, then you've basically already kind of like foolproofed your marketing strategy. You already have an audience of people to actually go out and marketing to. So I'm always thinking about How can we create demand for something before it even exists? Can I show you a t-shirt design that we haven't even made yet, but can I share that out and say, would you want this t-shirt and get 50 people to comment on it, right? Then I'm gonna be like, ooh, let's go actually spend the money and go make that t-shirt. So always think about creating demand versus just kind of waiting to like harvest demand. I think the best marketers today can actually go out and create something from nothing, right? So that's why creating demand is important. Number nine is Read everything that you can about marketing. I hated reading. I never really enjoyed reading books in school, and so I didn't do it. But then I really found out that I love marketing, and marketing is what I'm good at. And so I started to just soak up a ton of marketing books. And now I probably read two, three, four, five marketing books a month. No, you freaks, I don't finish all of them. I can't. But I kind of pick through them and pick out one or two lessons from each book. And that's just been able to compound over time. And what it's given me is this like idea muscle. I feel like I can come up with a million ideas. And that's because I've just kind of stuffed my head with all these marketing ideas that you need an idea for an event, I got one. You need an idea for a podcast, I got one. You need an idea for a video, I got one. That's not because I have some secret or I'm like I have some crazy memory or inspiration, but it's because you soak in all this knowledge about marketing and then you can tap into it and you don't even know that you're tapping into it. So I think this is true for any topic. This is not groundbreaking, right? But if you wanted to go be a great golfer, right? You could go study everything you can about golf and you're just gonna kind of soak that all in. The same is true in marketing, but I don't think enough people earlier in their career in marketing are spending enough time kind of understanding what has worked in the past. It's one of the reasons why one of our core values for marketers at Drift is this idea of innovate, don't invent. Go find things that have already worked for other people and other companies and then see how we can innovate on top of them versus creating something from scratch just for us here at Drift. And then 10, you have to realize that perfect is the enemy of good, right? A lot of times in marketing, good enough is usually good enough. At some point, you have to pick one and go, right? I can't tell you how many times we've been in between like five different names for something, five different dates for something, five different headlines for something. Ultimately, you just have to pick one and commit and go. Like, for example, I used on this LinkedIn post, the limit on LinkedIn was 1,300 characters, so I basically had to end this post right there. 
ultimately, I really believe that sometimes there's 10 different ways to get to a solution. And one of the things that paralyzes marketers is this idea that this has to be perfect. I think there's probably, we're making a video out of this podcast right now. I think there's probably 20 different ways we could cut this video. Ultimately though, we can't spend forever on it, right? So we can just pick one or two, feel good about it and go. Like pick one, commit, and realize that perfect is the enemy of good. So man, I'm out of breath and I'm sweating now, but that was great. Those are 10 of the things that have helped me grow my career fast in marketing. I hope it's helpful. Look, there's 10 of them. If I got to pick, let's pick three, okay? If I got to pick three of them, I would focus on copywriting, understanding the six principles of influence from Robert Cialdini, and just being consistent across any channel, consistently create, consistently publish. And I'm out of here. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of The Swipe File. I'm having a lot of fun doing this podcast. And so because it's fun for me, I hope it's fun for you. And it would mean the world if you could leave a review. Reviews really help. And so go leave a review. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Let me know what you liked about the show, didn't like, want to hear more of. And also, if you're not already subscribed, make sure you go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. The show is everywhere that you get your podcast, probably where you're listening right now. But if you want more content like this, if you want to go a layer deeper, join me on Drift Insider. It's drift.com slash insider. We're teaching courses, we're sharing videos, and we have exclusive content for people just like you in marketing that we do not share publicly. So go and check it out, drift.com slash insider.